Welcome all you bloodthirsty encouragementalites to our second season of IP March Madness. We've got another round of 16 combatants ready to get in the Colosseum and tear each other apart. All for that ever-fleeting prize of fame, only to quickly fade into obscurity, to eventually die alone and get eaten by their 17 stray cats they took in off the street. In the West Bracket! We have Erica's right-hand man, the ever-devoted Terry the Cultist! Versus... The man in the wrong place at the wrong time, just a lowly cultist himself, Thunder McScruggins! We're starting off with a right banger of a match. This rivalry runs deep. Thunder comes out with his roguish trickery, utilizing stealth tactics. That would even rival his one truest love, Bryn. Terry seems confused, like he's forgotten why he's here. I, I think, yes, confirmation from the ground, he's already initiating the evacuation plan. It doesn't seem to have gotten him far, though. Thunder has reappeared, landing a devastating sneak attack with his bow. Terry goes down hard in a spray of blood and sand as he hits the ground, desperately crawling for cover from Thunder's arrows. But a volley does not follow, folks. Thunder, he's... He's reaching into a small, tan bag and hurling something at Terry. It's... It's a damn baboon! Right before our very eyes, the primate puts the tear in Terry as it finishes him off in a spout of gore. We have our first winner, Thunder McScruggins! For those of you listening at home, just be glad you can't see that brown eye wink. On to our eastern bracket. Shield down those three seven sevens with the best of us, the spoon that stirs the party pot, Kek! Versus the most trusted elder of Heracleon, plus, she's really hot, Geneva Vansk! Our contestants are eyeing each other up. Kek making the first move, unslinging the loot from her back, hitting the perfect combination of power cords from the precise angle from which to strike. It drives the crowd into a frenzy. They're chanting her name, Kek, Kek, Kek. But this is a battle to the death, listener, not a battle of the bands. Geneva seems undeterred as her features morph and twist into that of a dastardly deep scion. I did not see that one coming. The Elder lets out a piercing shriek from her bisected Scion Maw, blasting Keck off her feet. But a quick mid-air recovery with those Aarakocran wings and the bird bard is back in this fight, swooping down at Geneva, raking her with razor-sharp talons. The Deep Scion sends sprawling, but Keck stays with the monstrosity loot back in hand. Talon strikes fall out with blasts of musical notes. Slash, strum, slash, strum, slash, strum! The combination giving new meaning to death, metal as the flesh is blasted from Geneva's bones. The crowd is on their feet with shouts of an encore! But this battle is decidedly over, folks, and so is bracket one of the eighth finals. Happy adventuring out there, listener. Hey there, all you bloodthirsty incorrigibles. We're into bracket two of the eighth finals. In the West, our soft-spoken abjurer, inventor of the safety shell, Drake Ditch! Versus the stoic sardine, triton protector, Slava! 
And here we go, folks. Oh, lunging forward with surprising speed from the fish out of water, Slava delivers a quick jab with his mighty trident. But reacting on instinct, Drag throws his hands up in front of him, casting a magical shield around him. It deflects Slava's strike. Slava spins, grabbing the trident with both hands, dealing a second forceful blow that shatters the barrier. Drag just took one hell of a hit. His shoulder looks mangled. The Triton smells blood in the water and presses for another attack. But the Wounded Wizard's not down. He can still cast, and that's what he's doing. Oh my god, Slava is gone. Banished to the elemental plane of water. But that doesn't mean the fight's over, folks. This is a battle to the death. Looks like Dreg has just got some time to recover. Oh my god, look, his blood soaking through his robes. He's he's leaning over and catching his breath. But wait, he's casting again. Slava has reappeared. Trident immediately swinging through the air. Again, the strike is stopped. But this is no shield. Dragus put up a wall of force. Slava's doing his best to find his way around it. He's doing his best mime in a box routine, but it's getting him nowhere. It appears he's trapped. Oh my god, folks. Panic seems to be setting in. That box is airtight. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> Thank the gods we can't hear those horrifying screams of suffocation. <sighs> well, this was absolutely horrid to watch, folks. But Drake Didge is our winner! And now on to the East Bracket. Everybody knows his name, and you're always glad he came. It's Hefe! Versus, rumored to be the severed heads of a dual comedy troupe. Now destined to an eternity of fiery servitude to a gross purple hag. It's Nam and Skull! And here we go. The flame Skull's eyes blaze as four fiery rays blasted Hef. Wait, wait a second. Where in the nine hells did that come from? Hef has taken cover behind some kind of portable bar. And I didn't even see him deploy it. Hef is on his feet, alcohol bottles in hand. He's juggling him. Oh my God, he's pouring himself a drink. This this is a real cocktail moment, folks. Numb and Skull seem as amazed as the crowd does. Wait, I'm getting report. Yes, Skull has broken into a stand-up routine. He's not really all that funny, mostly bone-related puns. But Numb... His crackling laughter is shattering the liquor bottles in Hef's hands. Hef has jumped up on top of the bar with his drink. Now he's dancing. Well, that does make sense. Coyote Ugly is the reason Hef wanted to become a bartender. The crowd is standing at attention after that sexy dance routine. Hef takes a swig of his drink. A spray of booze turning into a jet of flame as it makes contact with Numb's natural green fire. The skull is completely engulfed. But wait, there seems to be no effect. Hef's made a terrible mistake. He's standing on top of a wooden bar, now covered with accelerant. Skull sends a fireball at the base of the bar, the explosion incinerating Hefe. And that's it, folks. Hefe is gone. Well, he died as he lived, covered in booze and getting people hot. Well, let's have a hearty cheer for all our competitors as the second bracket now comes to a close. Stay tuned for more Carnage. It's time for the third bracket of the eighth finals. 
We've got two tragic matches for you today, listener. Allies forced to turn on one another. The blossoming flower of love crushed underfoot. Nothing will be the same after today. In the West, small in stature, big in reputation, the gnomish tinkerer, Alstoff Tinnerman! Versus the mysterious leader of the paladins, savior or conqueror of Aspara. Samuel Coltus! Alstoff attempts to get in some early blows here, winding up some of his inanimate birds and setting them loose. Samuel pulls the greatsword off his back, swinging for a home run, but he's blasted backwards as the blade makes contact. These birds are angry and they're packing an explosive punch. A quick recovery from Sammy as he dodges two more bird bombs. Damn, he's fast in that heavy plate armor. He's closed the distance on Alstoff. Gleaming blade twice the length of the gnome arcing through the air. It's a... Wait, wait. Samuel's blow sparks and grinds through metal as Alstoff's tiny fingers whirl over controls he wears in a leather gauntlet, directing a contingent of his toy soldiers between himself and Coltis to catch the sweeping sword. Samuel's strike easily cleaves through the slight frame of the two tin men, harmlessly clanging off a third as he loses his momentum. But there's more man-on-man action where that came from. Five more surround the paladin mogul. You can hear the whirs and hums of their gears and cogs from the announcer booth. Bludgeoned and slashed, battered and bruised, Samuel is a force of mighty nature parrying and counterattacking his way through Alstoff's soldiers, reducing them to scrap metal. Alstoff looks terrified as Samuel stalks toward him, fingers frantically manipulating his gauntlet as Samuel grabs a hold of his wrist, lifting the gnome into the air, crushing controls and bone alike. For the second time today, it looks like the end of the tinkerer, and for the second time he's saved! The weather dice says hot and sunny on a cloudless day, but a shadow streaks across the arena floor, sand kicking up from the beating of massive leathery wings as a coal-black mechanical dragon descends upon Samuel. The mechanical myth collides with the menacing man as the gnome is sent sprawling. It would take a polymorphed ape Samuel to contend with this threat. Coltus is just no match against rendering claws in a blinding radiant breath weapon. I'm not sure where he's scurried off to now, but Alstoff Tinnerman is our winner! On to our next matchup. Oh, this can't be good. It appears Alstoff has lost control of the dragon. It's currently rampaging through the crowds! It might take a minute for us to sort out these technical difficulties, folks. Please stand by for our next match. Well, now that's all sorted. On to our Eastern matchup. She's the keeper of knowledge for Heracleon, storing the good books in the back. Janella! Versus the dwarf who's cornered the market on magical items, best friends with Hef A. Tenchi! This love story can only end in tragedy as Janella immediately winds up with the largest damn encyclopedia I've ever seen swamping Tenchi over the head. Looks like another woman has Tenchi swooning and her name is Britannica. Something's happening. Tenchi is bringing out the big guns and summoning a tattoo creature. Oh, he has a tram stamp too. How on earth did he tattoo himself there? A giant vulture has formed and Tenchi is hopping on his back. Reports from the arena floor are coming in. Janella is berating Tenchi. She's always hated his tattoos, saying they make him look trashy. Hey now, no kink shaming here. 
but harsh words cut Tenchi deep, a solitary tear running down his cheek as the vulture takes to the air. Janella seems prepared, withdrawing scroll after scroll from her bag, throwing everything she has at Tenchi. Sleet storms and magic missiles somehow narrowly missing. Oh, gods, they're slamming into the poor crowd again! Thankfully, most of them have either perished or just never came back after the dragon attack. Jeez, old Pete, we need to put up safety guards or something. Down to her last scroll now, Janella does the old unfurl and hurl as she sends a fireball streaking through the air, catching Tenchi mid-swoop. The giant vulture cooked to perfection before snuffing out of existence. The dwarven rider, now hot under the collar, plummets into the smashed stands. Impaled through the chest on a long, discarded, beautifully crafted, fan-made sign rooting for an old crowd favorite, Grimby Chum. That's one way to break someone's heart. Janella is victorious. Wow, thrilling stuff. And educational. We learn that dragons and crowds don't mix, and the custodial staff really needs to clean under the arena seats more often. Hopefully we learn just as much as IP March Madness 2021 continues. Hello there. Are you ready for the fourth bracket of the eights finals? So am I. For our western bout, the family that warlocks together pledges their lives to a breathy hag together, Hulsa, Tulsa, and Echol. Versus one, completely submerge in phlogiston. Two, seal the pentagonal structure. Three, bring to a boil, then let simmer for 30 minutes. Serve with a side of watercress elemental, Kralakina. The triplets move quickly to surround Kralakina, keeping a tentative distance from his writhing tentacles. Kraken seems slow out of water, but he doesn't need to grab you to do some damage. The heavens have opened up, folks, with a pew pew pew. Three flashes of lightning strike Echol, frying him on the spot. Kralakina has a hold of his body now. He's pulling him in, he's, he's swallowed him whole. There's nothing consentical about that one. The absent sea father is keeping up the pressure. Flooding the arena with torrential rains, Hulsa and Tulsa are overtaking. Struggling to tread water, I've lost sight of them. They've gone under. Wait one minute, they've summoned giant crabs. Emerging from the waves atop their created crustaceans, they have Kralakina flanked. Snapping claws, engaging with wriggling tentacle appendages, this could be a turning point in the match. What are they doing now? The crabs, they've stopped moving. They're just standing there. Pulsa and Tulsa are frantically urging them to continue the attack, but it's no use. Kralakina has asserted his control over the giant sea creatures. They're turning on their creators, my goodness. Crab claws tear through robes and twins formerly triplets alike. The family's bloodline has come to an end, and it's all over on the arena floor. Let's head over to the east for our second matchup for today. Godly guide to Mia Brightwood, liaison to the mighty Thor himself, Herafina, versus the easily excitable, has a potion for everything, Campbell. This should be an interesting one, listener. I've never known Campbell to be very confrontational, but if I've learned anything from March Madness, once you step into that arena, anything can happen. Herafina, not yet in physical form, enters the arena as a ball of light. She seems to be getting brighter. It's like staring at the sun. Campbell has covered his eyes with one hand, the other grabbing at what looks like a bandolier across his chest, snagging a vial from it. Simple flick of the wrist, the vial smashes beneath Herafina, releasing a cloud of magical darkness to snuff her out. Now in solid form, Herafina rises to her feet, Towering above Campbell, she surges forward, lifting Campbell by the throat, his feet dangling inches above the arena floor. The alchemist is helpless in her godly grasp. 
He's starting to turn a shade of deep blue. His hands drop from grasping at Herafina's outstretched arm. Even on the verge of death, the wunderbar wunderkind is still fighting. Another vial pulled from the bandolier smashed against Herafina's face. The sizzling of acid melting away perfectly bronze skin causes her to drop Campbell. Both contenders are writhing in pain trying to recover. Face returning to a normal color now, Campbell has his black gooed breathing pod in hand. I hope Herafina likes calamari because she's got a face full of squid creature. The reanimated breathing pod seems to have the opposite effect of its living counterpart. It's pulling the air from Herafina's lungs with incredible force. Her chest is caving in. Rib bones cracking and piercing flesh in a spurt of gore. Campbell is our victor! And that's a tentacled wrap on these fights, folks. Don't go anywhere, though. The quarterfinals are kicking off soon. All right, you non-Lelanders. We're here for the first bracket of the quarterfinals. Let's go! Fighting in the West, returning from the island of misfit NPCs and still looking for his sexy elven crush, Thunder McScruggins! Versus the mild-mannered human taxicab, Drag Didge! Folks, Drag showed us just how savage he can be in the last fight. We could be in for another horrifying scar on our collective psyche here. Drag immediately starts casting as Thunder goes for his bag of tricks. A wind-up, oh, and a throw from the cultist, releasing a small fuzzy object, just as a wizard completes a somatic portion of a wall of force. Drag's done it. He's in Tomb Thunder. He's going to choke out again. But Thunder, Thunder, oh, Thunder's throw. Oh, it makes it past the effects of the spell, hitting the sand. A screaming baboon has been released. Gnashing yellow teeth clamp onto Dreg's forearm, tearing it off at the elbow. Not even Shaft could maintain a spell after that hit. And he can concentrate on two things. With a deep intake of air, Thunder knocks two arrows that hit their mark. No, Dreg has teleported out of harm's way, appearing behind Thunder. It's getting hot in here now, listener. Dreg launches a fireball. The baboon is charred and broiled, but wow, Thunder is one evasive rogue. Did he just backflip? I, I, I didn't even know he could do backflips. Did you Did you know he could do backflips? More arrows sent spiraling towards Dreg from midair, turning the caster's chest into a pincushion. Dreg collapses in a bloody heap. It's over. Another kill for Thunder. Oh, oh, yikes. Uh, listener, Thunder's pulled off a cooked baboon leg and is chowing down in celebration. Uh, that's a sickening end, folks. Well, let's go to our Eastern matchup. Back for an encore performance, the Ballistic Bird Bard Keck versus one jokes, one laughs, both are idiots, numb and skull. With a quick flap and flutter of her elegant wings, Keck takes to the air. Numb and Skull immediately give chase in an impressive aerial display of flickering flames and fan feathers. The bard hurls magical insults at Numb. Wow, they're harsh. I can't, <clears throat> I can't repeat that without getting taken off the air, listener. But let's just say Numb is shook. Skull, however, lets loose a pair of fire rays at Keck. A quick diving maneuver avoids one, but the second ray sears her left wing. She crashes hard into the dirt. This is not looking good. Numb still looks a little wobbly, but he and Skull are closing in for the finisher. Keck goes for her loot to defend herself. Wait, wait, that's no loot. 
She's pulled out a pot and is ferociously stirring it. What the heck is going on here? Oh, she's she's deployed Operation Derp Scion and has turned the pair against one another. Num and Skull are in a heated argument now. Yep, yep, we're getting a play-by-play -play from the arena floor. What do you mean you don't like my jokes? I'm laughing at you, not with you. Bone puns are stupid. If I had a fist, I'd punch you in the mouth. If you had a fist, maybe you could write a decent joke. Oh, now they're headbutting each other, all while Kex sits back, tuning her loot. Cracks are starting to form across their skulls. The green fire wreathed around them is beginning to dim. Keck, still tuning, quietly plucks at her strings. She seems pleased with the sound. A casual stroll up to Numb and Skull, raising a winged arm into the air for one mighty strike of the lute and a piercing shriek. Blasting the pair with a thunder wave, Numb and Skull are obliterated. Powdered bone marrow mixing with the blood-stained sand. What a way to kick off the quarterfinals and both guest NPCs still in it. Will we see them square off in the finals? Stick around to find out. Welcome back, folks. It's time to finish off the quarterfinals with two tentacularly concocted matchups. In the West, who is he truly working for? Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy Alstoff Tinnerman versus he gives a whole new meaning to dad bod, Cray Lakina. It looks like somebody was listening to you during Alstoff's last fight, Emily. The stands have a safety barrier up. It's a good thing, too. Alstoff's mechanical dragon is already here. Oh, it, is that barrier just a net? Mm, yeah, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Th this booth is reinforced at least, right? Of course, we're the talent. Speaking of which, there's a fight going on down there. Right, and it's a riveting one. The gnome is atop his dragon's back working some controls. Those look like a new addition since last fight. I guess he had a manual with it since his control gauntlet was crushed. He looks a little shaky up there, but he's trying to keep the high ground on the Kraken. Oh, the skies have opened! The perfect mobile lightning rod soaring high among the clouds! Alstoff and his dragon plummet! Tattered wings just catching enough air to slow their descent, but they're in tentacle range now. Kralakina quickly causes mechanical quivers and quakes! Oh, the wings were ripped off just like pulling legs off a spider! He's been hurled into the stands! Thank God they had the nets! Oh. Yeah. Yeah, those are useless. It looks like countless fans have been bludgeoned to death again, Emily. Our paying customers aren't the only ones taking a beating! The dragon's contending with a constricting appendage around its neck, crushing it like a tin can. Another one has Alstoff now, pulling the gnome closer to the gaping maw of the Kraken. Tennerman's been reduced to a bite-sized snack for our winner, Cray Lakina. Now I'm getting hungry. Shouldn't have skipped that lunch. I explicitly stated in my contract the announcer booth would be catered. I'll be calling my agent right after the Eastern matchup. Wait, you have an agent? Okay, it's time for the next match. Now entering the arena... She's the future of Heracleon, one of the newly appointed elders, Janella! Versus the affable alchemist owner of the Golden Icker, Campbell! Oh, Campbell! Woo! I'm pretty sure we're supposed to be impartial, uh, but I bet Leland rigged the whole thing anyway. I wouldn't put it past him. Oh! Campbell's already grabbed a potion and downing it! He's disappearing using a potion of invisibility! We really should have had him make a few of those for us before we left for Heracleon, like, 
100 episodes ago. Janella has her scrolls out again. Casting sleet storms in the arena. She's caught Campbell in one. Outlining his form in frozen rain just as he makes his move. Reappearing as he lashes out at her with his sapphire pestle. Oh my god, two heavy blows from the tiny club splits open Janella's forehead. Sending her reeling backwards, folks. There's blood in her eyes. She's seeing red. Countering with a spinning backhand book attack. She opens up some space between her and Campbell. That may have been a bad idea, giving him a chance to pull another potion. Reports from the arena floor says it's it's liquefied iron. That's a potion of invulnerability! Janella's book bashes seem to have little effect now. And here comes the sapphire mortar to round out the set, slamming down on top of the librarian's head. The pestle doing what it's made for, folks. Grinding up things into a fine pulp. Check the job listings in the Heraclonian Gazette. There's a sudden opening at the Knowledge Center. Campbell is moving on to the semifinals. Woo! Well, that'll do it for the quarterfinals, folks. I knew my boy Campbell would pull through. Yeah, yeah, so did Leland. Join us next week for the semifinals! This year's March Madness has almost come to an end. Welcome to the semifinals, my friends. In the West. He seems to have made it this far in the competition the same way he made it into the cult. Just showed up, got into an unmarked van that took him to the compound, and headed over his life savings. Thunder McScroggins! Versus... Look into his topaz eyes and call him Daddy... Krayla Kina! Out comes Thunder's trusty bag, or, more accurately, out come three large axe beaks! The cultist mounts one of the flightless, ostrich-like birds. The trio charges on powerful legs, they're incredibly fast. And as per their name, seem to have an axe to grind with this kraken. But they don't head directly for their opponent, folks. The birds are leaping over each other mid-sprint, back and forth, back and forth. It's, it's a kind of living shell game. I've lost which one Thunder's riding, and so is Kralakina. That doesn't seem to phase the monstrosity, though. He does have ten tentacles, after all. Three lash out just before the axe beaks are in pecking range, wrapping and wriggling around each of them. Wedge-shaped beaks slam into the kraken flesh, but they can't break the constriction. Oh! Great Lakina has taken an arrow to the face! Thunder isn't atop any of the feathered beasts. He's made great use of the hide action and has landed a devastating sneak attack. The staggering blow frees the birds. Those heavy beaks slashing and severing kraken tentacles but seven more twist and swing at the attackers as Thunder advances while firing, hitting his mark with more arrows. In tentacle range now, the Kraken swings high. Thunder slides low. Another tentacle sweeps across the arena floor. Thunder vaults over it, coming down with his dagger, sinking it deep into Kralakina's skull. If you were betting on the Kraken, you've bet wrong. Defying the odds, Thunder McScruggins moves on to the finals. Well, he definitely won't be getting his money back, but it's official. Thunder has escaped the cult! Now, to our Eastern matchup. You must remember this, a kiss is just a kiss, a sigh, just a sigh. Play it again, Kek! Versus one part curiosity, one part enthusiasm, all parts charming, Cambo! Two fan favorites going head to head, who to root for? Oh, a sick ass riff from Cat conjures a cloud of spinning daggers around Campbell 
as the alchemist is already reaching for a potion vial. The daggers slice through Roman flesh, but Campbell has consumed what's in his vial. The yeah. reports from the floor say it's a strange fog that moves like a liquid. The daggers continue to spin, but they've nothing to cut. As Campbell assumes a gaseous form, the blades are useless. Swirls of mist roil and twist towards Keck. Campbell's trying to force his way into her beak and down her throat. Keck, she she begins to choke, winged arms swiping in the mist to no effect. Oh, hold on, she's she seemed to have gained her composure. Chest expanding, diaphragm flattening. She's inhaled the gaseous Campbell. With a mighty screech, she empties her lungs. Oh my gods, the finely crafted glass rods that hold the crowd's safety nets are shattering. Why did we spring for such luxury? The crowd can't help but cover their ears as the gas is rapidly dispersed. Campbell loses concentration on his form, but he's just hes just too far apart to reform properly. Turning into a spray of blood and gore shooting across the arena. Kek's done it! We have our finalist listener. We'll see you in the finals. Welcome to the finals of the IP March Madness 2021. Ready to go? Oh, yeah. 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 Yay. <sighs> the crowd goes wild. Let's do it. Our first finalist is Thunder McScroggins. This not-so-lowly cultist has risen to the top. What else could he possibly have in that bag of tricks? Versus... Kek! We may be about to witness her final tour, folks. Better get your album signed, just in case. I know I've got my copy of Ready, Set, Keck with me. If you remember from last year, listener, we've brought back the Shrinking Arena. Three concentric rings that give way to devastatingly hot magma beneath. Because we've already paid to have it installed, so we better use it. Yeah, the Patreon money barely covers the upkeep. What we did pay for out of pocket, just for you, Lelanders. An addition, due to the aerial nature of one of our finalists, the airspace above the lava. Once a ring has fallen, they'll be off limits to avoid an unfair advantage. And the fight has begun! Keck opens with a loot riff hitting thunder with vicious lyrical mockery. The cultist clutches his head in agony. His screams are terrible! Keck hits him with another one, and another! This isn't looking good for Thunder's psyche. Hold on! His screams have stopped! He's just... He's nodding in agreement! Thunder's self-esteem is far too low! Keck can't say anything he hasn't already thought himself. The mockery has lost its effect. Uh, he recovers quickly, rapidly firing arrows at Keck. Two sink into the body of the bard's loot as she takes to the air. She's got the space right now and she's using it. Thunder can't seem to get a beat on her. There goes the first ring. It's getting hot in here. I'm taking off my sleeves. Oh no, Keck's caught out of bounds after a sudden shift in the arena. She's out over the lava, dodging arrows. The automated ballista has come online. A barrage of five-foot metal bolts springing through the air. She dives. We've lost sight of her. She's, she's below the arena floor. Has she fallen to a fiery end? No, 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 no. Here she comes, swooping back up, talons poised to strike at Thunder with her momentum. But Thunder's emptied his bag of tricks. A baboon, a black bear, and a tiger. Oh my! The baboon leaps. Keck course corrects, avoiding the stink wink and sinking her talons deep into the tiger's throat. But this whole time, Thunder stands with knocked arrow. He shoots, sinking it right into her back and putting her down. 
the baboon and bear attacks with a flurry of snarls and growls. You can't keep a good bard down for long. Keck thunder waves blasting the beast back over the edge of the arena. I do love the smell of good barbecue. McScruggins' mouth watering uncontrollably at the thought of eating his sack animals. You, you mean, you mean sackimals. Right, 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 his sackimals. There goes the second ring, folks. Thunder sprints for stable ground. Keck painfully flutters after him, arrows still stuck in her back. The bard tackles the cultist. Sand mixing with blood. Bird mixing with man. They've got each other grappled, each struggling to get the upper hand. Thunders goes to his waist for his dagger. Keck, hers goes for a, a, a feather. Oh, sharp tongue, even sharper feather. That's what it takes to be an Eric Cochran bard, listener. Keck jams the feather's calamus through Thunder's eye, deep, deep into that mockery-proof brain before collapsing to her knees, exhausted. We have our winner! Well, wait a second. Who turned out the lights? Oh, they've, they've come back on now. Must have been a glitch or something. What the... Somebody else is now in the arena with Keck. Is that... Alamar? No, that's Sardos. Salamar... Alderos... Whatever. We just can't get rid of this guy. Ha, it looks like last year's winner wants another fight. Keck is looking rough. I don't know if she has another one in her. But listen to the crowd. They're they're chanting. Ka. 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 It's working. Keck launches from her knees. The last time I saw her with this much murder in her eyes was when she met Falzrin. Her speed catches Sardo off guard. She's got him by the shoulders, her talons digging in, her wings flapping hard. Flap! 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 Hey, guys, flap! The moment's passed, I think, honey. Keck's taking him up and out of bounds. She flings Sardo's over the lava. The blissables fire! One hit after another, sending his body spiraling into the lava. Say hi to Rugar. I'm sure he's waiting for you after last year, you bastard. Now it's over! Keck is the champion of IP March Madness 2021! I swear I didn't rig it.